Emmy award-winning comedian John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time only on Netflix. Hello, Los Angeles. Welcome to Love It or Leave It Live or Else, coming at you in the before time, before Lake Mead ran dry and the world splintered into guerrilla armies based on allegiances drawn along the lines of who we imagine when we picture people naked for fun. We have a great show for you tonight. Alan Ruck is here. He stars in a little indie darling your coolest friend may have mentioned recently. Hari Kondabolu is here, and we've paired... Yes, and we've paired the unpleasant news of the week with some equally unpleasant ice cream. Marcy Jaro and Pat Regan are here. And they're going to school me on the reality TV I'll be forced to watch if and when the writers strike. And hot takes. But first, let's get into it. What a week. On Tuesday, President Biden formally announced he's running for re-election. I think I speak for Democrats everywhere when I say, you better fucking win, old man. (laughs) said Biden in his announcement video. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America. And we still are. He went on, I thought we had it locked down for a minute there, but the soul of this nation is a slippery sucker, wriggled right out of my hands like a greased piglet. My fellow Americans, I cannot wrestle it to the ground alone. (laughs) Addressing concerns about his age at Wednesday's press conference, Biden told reporters this. With regard to age, uh... I can't even say, I guess how old I am, I can't even say the number. It doesn't, it doesn't register with me. Listen, we're all getting pretty sick of getting invited to Biden's 39th birthday party, but... <laughs> anyway, Biden's full sentence should be one of the options when you put in your age on a hinge. If reelected, Biden would be 86 at the end of his second term. Trump, of course, wouldn't have that problem because his second term wouldn't end. (laughs) Kamala Harris confirmed she would remain on the ticket as Biden's vice president. Harris then turned back to her skee-ball machine at the Silver Spring Dave & Busters, where a cheering crowd had gathered to watch her beat yet another high score. A Southwest flight from Atlanta to Houston was delayed after a passenger spilled rice in the aisle and a flight attendant allegedly refused to let the plane take off until someone cleaned it up. The flight attendant walked up and down the aisle screaming, who spilled rice, according to one passenger's tweets. One passenger finally stood up sheepishly and admitted, I spilled the rice. But just as the flight attendant was about to admonish her, another passenger stood up and declared, I spilled the rice. And then another, I spilled the rice. And another, I spilled the rice until finally the entire back half of the plane was standing in solidarity. They were all arrested. Back on the ground, fast food chain Wendy's unveiled their plan to can and sell their chili in grocery stores. Now, thankfully, you'll be able to enjoy a bowl of Wendy's chili without having to get all dressed up. (laughs) I imagine buying Wendy's chili at the grocery store is one of those purchases where you'll pretend to buy a few other things so it's not like you just came there to buy a Wendy's chili. And to anyone who would doubt Wendy's, show some respect for a company that knew in their bones that we all secretly wanted to eat baked potatoes and chili in our fucking cars. (laughs) Speaking of degenerate behavior, Fox News abruptly fired Tucker Carlson on Monday. 
<laughs> like he's going to be replaced with Rachel Maddow. <laughs> Days after the propaganda pushers agreed to pay $787.5 million to settle Dominion's defamation lawsuit. It's a scary time when the host of a flagship show at a media company can be fired with no warning, said Tommy, hoping for some light encouragement. <laughs> To the Mars Candy people, I'm not telling you how to run your business, but there will never be a funnier time to announce that the Three Musketeers bar has a mascot, and it's a gender-fluid thruple. <laughs> Fox said that Carlson's 8 p.m. time slot will be filled by rotating Fox News personalities, so Florida panhandle boomers, now they're taking turns with you. <laughs> Fox News insiders say rotating personalities is actually code for Brian Kilmeade, since he's always clowning around on those swivel chairs. Following the news of his firing, Russian propagandist Vladimir Solovev emailed Carlson writing, you have our admiration and support in any endeavor you choose, be it running for president, which you should totally do, by the way, or making an independent media project. We'll happily offer you a job if you wish to carry on as a presenter and host. When God closes a door, he opens a window, specifically the window that Putin critics keep falling out of. In an incredible Dateline interview that will air on Friday, Rhode Island man Nicholas Rossi, who faked his own death and fled to Scotland to avoid facing sexual assault charges, insists that he's actually a British man named Arthur Knight. Rossi, wearing an oxygen mask, spoke in the fakest sounding accent you've ever heard, and at one point theatrically tried to stand and then flopped over to demonstrate that he can't walk. I can't breathe. I can't walk. Uh, people say that's an act. Let me try to stand up. Let me try to stand up. Exactly. Rossi's been keeping up this act in spite of the fact that his fingerprints and tattoos match those of the fugitive. He claims he was tattooed while unconscious in the hospital. See, this is the guy that should primary Trump. This is the energy. Total commitment. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who's definitely not on the verge of a nervous breakdown, had this response when a reporter asked him about polls showing that he's falling behind Trump. Governor, a poll show you falling behind uh, a Trump. Any thoughts on that? I'm not, I'm not a candidate, so we'll see if, uh, if and when that changes. Ron DeSantis always looks like he just found out that they're really sorry, but they have no record of his reservation in the system. I was, uh, what am I supposed? Where am I supposed to go? I just got here. I didn't. I, we made to check that fucking thing. Everything's booked. Look around. Taylor Swift's in town. DeSantis's nemesis, Disney, began another round of layoffs this week, bringing the total to four thousand of a projected seven thousand. It's now Snow White and the Three Dwarves, and they're all pretty grumpy. Mm -hmm, thank you. Thank you for your support, one person. The battle for control of Disney resorts has escalated, with the megacorporation announcing that they are now suing Governor Ron DeSantis, claiming his appointment of a right-wing oversight board to punish Disney for criticizing the Don't Say Gay bill infringes on the company's First Amendment rights. Disney has hired an incredible attorney, but he reportedly wears a chef's hat in the courtroom that he never takes off. <laughs> Where's a little mouse under there? A really smart mouse. It's crazy. <laughs> Presidential contender, in the loosest sense, Nikki Haley, apparently, <laughs> apparently gunning for the veep slot on Trump's ticket, said South Carolina is anti-woke but isn't sanctimonious, while adding this. 
And if Disney would like to move their hundreds of thousands of jobs to South Carolina and bring the billions of dollars with them, I'll let them know. I'll be happy to meet them in South Carolina. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. E. Jean Carroll began testifying at the civil trial for her lawsuit against Donald Trump on Wednesday. The judge overseeing the trial warned Trump's lawyers about his truth social posts in which he called the suit a scam and mentioned DNA evidence that the judge had ruled neither side could bring up. Trump's lawyer, Joe Tacopina, replied, Here's, this is a real quote. Here's all I can tell you. I will speak to my client and ask him to refrain from any further posts regarding this case. I will do the best I can do, Your Honor. That's all I can say. <laughs> being Trump's lawyer is like being the exhausted parent of the shittiest first grader. Look, look, I'll have another talk with him about not gluing the gerbils together. That's the best I can do. You have to feel for Joe Tacopina. This guy is tasked with looking at a judge in the eye and having a legitimate conversation about his client's ability to respect the integrity of the justice system when there is a 100% chance his client refers to him as Joey Tapioca to his face. <laughs> An over 200-year-old statue at a conservation site in England was defaced with bright blue scribbles after crayons were handed out to visiting children. The children will be featured on the cover of this month's You Get a Time Out magazine. All is well that ends well. Each child was granted a full scholarship to Banksy University. <laughs> During a White House State dinner on Wednesday night, South Korean President Yoon Suk Yul picked up a mic and absolutely crushed a verse of American Pie. A long, long time ago <laughs> I can still remember how that music used to make me smile And now I knew if I had my chains that I could make those people dance and maybe they'd be happy for a while. First of all, incredible. I almost made you watch the whole song because if you close your eyes and imagine hard enough, you can forget we're in like a death struggle against a fucking right-wing cult that's trying to take over the entire country. And it's just, you know, it's American president up there. Anyway, Biden reciprocated with a nod to South Korean pop music by doing the Gangnam Style dance. <laughs> Doctors at Walter Reed say Biden is in stable condition. <laughs> said Biden, I had no damn idea you could sing. Yeah, what the fuck, Yoon Suk Yul? You used football to hide this talent until a cool English teacher convinced you to try out for the musical because it doesn't make you a fairy to have a passion for singing. And then you were afraid the whole team would find out, but the surprise is they're the chorus? In horny news, in horny newt, this is like uh, doing like the method, you know, the method where you say the line back and forth, you know? Yeah, Meisner, in horny news, a Russian, in horny news, in horny news, a Ru nope, that was too quick. In horny news, a Russian court, that's the worst take. In horny news, a Russian court has reportedly fined a 70-year-old woman $500 for calling Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky a handsome young man. <laughs> in America, you pay compliment. In Soviet Russia, you pay for compliments. <laughs> Look, not a fan of Putin's Russia, but if this is just a chuckle fucker tax, honestly, you should have one in LA and it could raise a lot of money. Maybe people make some better choices. In response to Justice Clarence Thomas's corruption, Senate lawmakers proposed a bipartisan bill to create a code of conduct for the Supreme Court. 
Will that apply to spouses, asked Ginny Thomas, sipping a Judy Garland, which is a martini but with benzos instead of olives, on the private jet of Hexus, the villain from Ferngully, as she catches a ride to an all-inclusive conference at the Four Seasons Bora Bora about how to deregulate the whaling industry in order to sell orca blood as a source of protein to private prisons in the American heartland. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Controversial television host Jerry Springer died this Thursday at the age of 79. Or did he? Come on out, Jerry! (laughs) Nah, he's dead. A new study by the National Research Group revealed that of the 20 stars that Americans would most want to see in a movie theater, 19 of them are over 40, and the only one under 40 is Chris Hemsworth, who turns 40 in August. We've depleted the strategic reserve of movie stars. Like so many other aspects of our infrastructure, we've let the movie star pipeline corrode and run dry, and now Brie Larson is doing Nissan commercials, and Chris Pine's D&D gets killed by a 3D animation demo for Mario Brothers masquerading as a movie. And like so many other trains in this country, the Army Hammer train fucking derailed. Republicans in Montana censured... Zoe Zephyr, a transgender Montana state representative, for opposing a ban on gender-affirming care for transgender children. House Majority Leader Sue Vinton introduced the measure, saying that Zephyr's actions disrupted and disturbed the orderly proceedings of this body. We don't believe women should be able to have any say over any bodies, and we've been consistent on that. Republicans had previously silenced Zephyr during debate on the bill, leading to heated protests by our constituents, two of whom even ran full speed at each other and locked horns in anger. See, what I like about that is we're obviously in support of this uh, state rep, but then we just took a little swerve to make fun of people from Montana, saying the voters are buffaloes. Uh, (laughs) Or whatever has horns out there, no one knows. You can't see them from the plane. (laughs) You know what? We need to normalize making fun of rural places. They fucking, they come to New York and they go home and they're like, stinky, stinky. And we're just fucking eating it all the time. Yeah, yeah, LA and New York sucks. That's why it's the most expensive place to be. That's how it works. Yeah, New York and LA and they're over. Nobody wants to be here. It's so expensive. It's like when I was a kid, there was this Italian place that always had a line and my father was like, no one can go there. It's a... (laughs) You know what I mean? An international team of scientists published a new paper. They discovered roughly 10,000 previously unknown viruses in babies' dirty diapers. So no more eating dirty diapers. (laughs) Country star Morgan Wallen, who once called his shadow the N-word, was sued by fans in a class action lawsuit after canceling a concert moments before he was set to appear on stage, alleging he lost his voice. Wallen went on to say, and I don't want to point fingers, but there were a lot of you-know-whos backstage and they might have taken it. Here's what I think happened. I think that the setup saying that he called his shadow the N-word doesn't seem enough like a joke. Right? You weren't sure if that was a joke? Because they don't know enough about him. I thought it was real. I thought it was real, too. And then I read the story. It's like, no, it's a joke because he's used it so many times. Anyway, that's the after-action report on that joke. Which I think we should leave in. Let people see the process. And finally, a New York woman was convicted of attempted murder after trying to off her friend with a poison cheesecake. You know what? If that's how I die, so be it. At least I'll go out doing what I love, dying of eating cheesecake a little faster than expected. 
When we come back, a quick word from the CEO of Segway. And we're back. Yeah. Alec Baldwin returned to the set of Rust last week as filming resumed with entirely fake weapons, and we have to assume one of the most uncomfortable kickoff speeches of all time. <laughs> what do you say? It's been 18 long months, but it's great to see most of you back. In honor of Rust's unholy resurrection, we've gathered some of history's most cursed back-to-work speeches, and we're excited to share them with you. First up, it's 2010's speech that a Segway executive had to deliver to the full staff of Segway after the company's owner, Jimmy Heseldon, rode a Segway off a cliff and died. That's actually what happened. <clears throat> Good morning, Segbays. Today is a difficult day, both for Jimmy's family and for Marsha and PR. This fucking song. It's not going to be easy to segue out of this one, am I right, Marsha? But we can't let one tragic accident divert us from our mission to sell very expensive and impractical scooters to municipalities with bloated police budgets. We must keep our eyes forward and slightly down. We must keep rolling, but not right next to cliffs. And above all, we must remember the Segway golden rule. You can't make an omelet without breaking a few segs. Now let's get back to work. All right. Thank you. Being alive in 2023 means taking in a lot of bad news, and staying alive often means ingesting enough ice cream to balance it out. But most people, small-minded provincial people, limit themselves to ice cream that tastes good. Only we at Love It or Leave It are brave enough to ask, what happens if you pair unpleasant news with equally unpleasant ice cream? Is that anything? Here to find, <laughs> Here to find out in a segment we're calling Ice Cream, You Scream, We All Scream Unceasingly, please welcome back to the show, Hari Kondabolu. Thanks for being here. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. So you're new dad. It's been two and a half years, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a dad. I'm a dad, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. I don't know why I asked that. Have you seen the video of John Harrison, the dryer's taste tester, whose tongue is insured for $1 million and he uses a golden spoon? Uh, no, I have not. Roll the clip. So in tasting, what we do is take a small amount right off the top. It doesn't take much. That's the warmest part right here. I'm going to invert the spoon. Mm. Cover all 9,000 taste buds. Aerate it. Warm it up. Driving up that top note. That cream. Pure vanilla. Sweeteners. Mm. That's a 10. <laughs> absolute, an absolute freak. I mean, that, my friend, is acting. There is... No way he actually does that. He knows I got this scam job. I have to fake it every time because no one's going to be like, oh, this ice cream is bad. It's always good. It's, oh, it's ice, ice cream. cream. It's always good. Well, I do think there's a certain kind of these aficionados. You see it with like whiskey. You see it with wine. And for whatever reason, once you become – there's a kind of um, uh, event horizon you cross – after which, the way you take in this thing you love yeah. is so fucking weird and freaky. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, like, like a lot of, like, yeah, that. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. there's, like, whiskey tasters. Like, you put it in the glass. Throw it away. Fill the glass again. Put your nose in it. Wait. Wait. You know? I mean, you need to have time to do that, which means these people are moneyed. He may have started wealthy, but I don't think it's, like, 
that lucrative to devote your life to tasting ice cream. Oh, this guy? No, this guy is a is a con artist. This is <laughs> this is not. I was talking about the whiskey, like, like no, those people. people. Yeah, this well, is clearly this guy found an angle. He stuck with it and he's faked it to the. It, I am envious of that. It's pretty cool. I also find it's funny when people are like, "Oh, you don't know anything about wine," because once I learned about wine, I realized this cheap wine is terrible, and it's like. Why do you want to learn that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I have, there's two kinds of wine to me. Room temperature and cold. Correct. That's correct. And they're usually different colors. Yeah, that's But accurate. only usually. But sometimes they got the other one that uh, sounds like a flower, but it's not. Right. And it's pink. Sure. Rosy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they have um, bubbly rosy. They got bubbly you know? rosy, and then they got... Sparkling rosy. Yeah, yeah. Moscato, which is mothers and me like it. Uh-huh. I went to get Moscato once for me, and the wine store said that it was sold out as if I should know. And he looked at me, he's like, you know, because it is Mother's Day. And it's like, yes, this was for my mother. My mother will be disappointed not to drink this very sweet sugar water. Okay. <laughs> So the crack team of manic depressives said... I like how you had all those Segway jokes, but Segways now are elusive and hard to... <laughs> hey, quit whining. Let's get back to the ice cream. Ah, there you go. Come on. Come I like this It's been a little bit there. of a rocky road, but let's get back on track. You know what I'm saying? You want? I can do this for fucking days. Wrap it up, says Malcolm. Uh, <laughs> So the crack team of manic depressives that run this show have assembled a medley, a buffet of bad news, but it's a tasting menu. Okay. Each bite of misery has been professionally paired with a disgusting ice cream flavor. Ah. Tonight, the devil shall be our sommelier. Let's begin tasting. I'm going to start with unpleasant news, and then we will, I will tell you which ice cream to try. Unpleasant news where's, first. Where's the spit bucket? <laughs> no, no. You take it in. Oh, you take are it you all the way. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. All right. Well, you, a spit bucket? We're on stage. It's disgusting. All right. Fine, I'll, I'll swallow. Stop it! Stop, Stop it. it! Stop it, you Grow filthy up. fucking absolute freaks. Here, you can have a spit bucket. Here, we, have, we brought you a spit bucket. We heard what you said, and now you have a bucket okay. if you want to use it. It's just okay. a little bowl. I mean, don't take, you don't have to take a huge amount. Well. All right. First course is climate allergies. Apparently, due to climate change, pollen season is three weeks longer, and people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s who never experienced seasonal allergies are suffering for the first time, and those who have always had them are getting them worse and for longer. Tonight, we've paired this with olive brittle and goat cheese ice cream, <laughs> because to me, both are about doing too much. The plants are doing too much, and this ice cream is doing too much. All right, let's sample it. Which one is the... Oh, here we go. Black olive brittle and goat cheese. Olive brittle? What does that mean? Do people make olive brittle? Uh, they do, and then they put it in this ice cream. It's a fancy, it's a fancy company, right? That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't want to say the name because we're insulting it, but it's Salt and Straw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going in. This is. You want to go in first? You want to go at the same time? Take a little bit. All right. Then make sure you get. Hey, get some okay, olive. Gotta in get. <laughs> don't God sleep. Forget, ooh, I forget ooh, the little, olive when oh, eating. You gotta ice dig cream. a little All to right. get that brittle. Oh, oh, that is some brittle. Oh, this. Okay. Oh, it's a good, good chunk. Here All we right. go. Okay. I, I liked it initially until the taste kicked in. Yeah. Um. It's, um, here's what I'd say. You know goat cheese tastes? Yeah. I'm getting more goat than I am olive. It's this, giving goat. This is, this tastes like 
appetizer ice cream. It's not meant to be consumed after the meal, yeah. and I certainly will not consume it before the meal. Yep. It exists in or a liminal ever. space. <laughs> Let's read out of five. Five being good? Yeah. Um, one being bad. Bad. Okay. It's hard because it's the first one, so I'm going to say two. I agree, too. That way, in yeah. case there's something worse, we yeah. actually can get something. Well, buckle up, my friend. Okay, Our second course... Russia hosted a session on international peace at the United Fucking Nations. The country, which is currently committing war crimes on a vast scale, happens to be up in rotation in leading the Security Council. We've paired this ugly reminder of the moral and practical weaknesses of the UN with something that is called milkshake and french fries ice cream. Because um, that was the flavor available. Wait, is it written by hand? Oh, I don't like this one bit. This is written by hand, and again, I won't say where it's from, but it's from Van Leeuwen. Uh, Here's a fresh spoon for you. Thank you, thank you, sir. All right. Malted milkshake, which I like. French fries. French fries. Which I also like. Oh, oh, there's real, you can really see the fry in there. Ready? Okay. Wait, there's actual fry? I I think I just got a, there's like a, I see flecks of yellow. I see flecks of yellow. Oh, it absolutely sucks. Do you want know to taste like when you have French fries and then you're like, I'm going to down this with a milkshake? That's what it tastes like. And that's not a taste I've ever thought this should be its own thing. Part of that is because I don't smoke weed. It's like all the good parts of French fries gone. Yeah, yeah. It tastes like they just put in a little of the oil at the end of the day at the Jack in the Box. They just dipped a little end of day Jack in the Box oil in there. You know what I'm saying? I, I've it's nev- a one for me. It's funny because I've never tasted the thing you described, but I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you oh. just did, actually. <laughs> Our third course, what do you think, one out of five? I think it's pretty fucking bad. Oh, man. We I have to introduce a zero because uh, what's coming up next? Who, boy? Well, let's say this is a one, then. Okay. Our third course... Naked landlords. A court in Germany ruled that your landlord sunning naked in the courtyard of your apartment building is not a justification for demanding that your rent be lowered. Part part of the rationale is that he wore robes on the stairs. Oh, so now he's like in a public place. Yeah, in the the common, he's allowed to use the courtyard to be, it's a destination. We've paired this news of landlords gone wild with gray poupon flavored ice cream. Because it takes something you might like in the exact right context, but grosses you out because this isn't the time or the place. I like how the thing says limited edition, like, duh. Yeah. And I think it's just this one. I think we're the only people to get it. Ooh. Oh, wow. no, it has the wow. color and everything. Wow. That is a <laughs> gross, <laughs> it really is. It really is the grossest fucking thing. That is just a... This is a scam. We're being fucking scammed. This is a scam. (laughs) I really... You have to appreciate... It just looks like trash. It looks... Like, look. At the end of it, you know, it's like... It looks like somebody in the garbage threw some ice cream and threw some mustard. And someone's like, wait, I've got an idea. Let's really fuck those people. What I keep imagining... Oh, God damn it. It's got real heft to it. Do you remember those like old Greg Poupon commercials where like uh, two cars would pull up <laughs> the limos, at the light? The it's like, pardon me, do you have any Greg Poupon? Imagine if it ended <laughs> with a person dumping it into ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we yeah. go. Oh, brother, all right. Oh, 
Yeah. That didn't bother me. <laughs> Does this mean I'm dying? <laughs> Why didn't that bother me? Does it taste like burnt toast? Because then we got to go to the hospital. Oh, he's going in for more. Yo, man, this is good. <laughs> I feel... I, that, to me, was the worst one. I hate this. I fucking hate this. Like, the goat cheese one, you put it in front of me, I'd probably eat it. This? No, thank you. Yeah, I don't like what? it either. <laughs> Yo! This is not bad, John. Nice. Do you know what it's kind of like? Do you know those, uh, those honey mustard pretzels they have? It just kind of tastes like that. But someone do- dropped it in a bowl of sugary milk. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm giving that a one. It sounds like you're giving it a... Four. Wow. Now... Oh, you don't even know. Now... It might get upgraded to five, depending on what happens wow. next. But well, it's really you good. Get before, don't fill out too much, because you have one more thing to taste, and it is ice cream for dogs. Uh, <laughs> we checked. It is fit for human consumption. We each have a little cut. This is apples and carrots with sweet potato ribbons. It says human grade. Literal, this is literally like a flavor that my kid's squeezy pack would have, you know? It's like... Yes, sure. Right. But this is for dogs. Ooh, how is this for dogs? They can't open this. This is like... There's a seal and everything. That's a really good point. That's a really oh, good point. Oh, jeez. Um, not bad, actually. <laughs> it just tastes like what my kid eats. It's not even... I like it. No, I take, it, I take it back. For you, it was a little rough. It's a little... <laughs> I get that terrible taste. <laughs> it's something delicious. Yeah. Hey, um, I didn't think about this, but should we get you a bib or something as you, <laughs> as you, as you fucking go to town on this <laughs> French mustard-flavored fucking dairy? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why I like it so much, but I really like it, John. You have to rate this one, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to give... That's a three and a half for me. I enjoyed that. Well, that's a hard two. A hard, a hard two? two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, before we let you Not go... mustard. Hari, <laughs> yeah. I understand mm-hmm. that AOC DM'd you. In 2017. Before... <laughs> and now you at the time, you were a big fucking deal, and you were busy. I was busy trying to kill a cartoon character. That's correct. Yeah, you were. Fo- you had your sights yeah. set on Apu. Yeah. You don't have time for some candidate from the Bronx you've never heard of yeah, wasting w- your time by saying they like your work. She DM'd me when she was running for office the first time, and she said she really liked my stand-up and would love to collaborate sometime to do stuff for the community. So you jumped at it. I told her I was busy. <laughs> and then she, I said she should get back to me next year. She should get back to you. Yeah. And, and you know what she did? She did get back to me the next year, and she said we should collaborate and do stuff for the community. And then I was watching uh, CNN, and uh, I read a, a scroll on the bottom of the screen, and it, it said Alexandria Ocasio. And I, I'm like, oh, that's the lady, isn't it? That's the lady. And I checked my DMs, and I, I had not written back to her. And so the night she won, I, I wrote back, um, oh, my God, you did it. I knew you'd win. Hey, we should collaborate sometime. <laughs> so yeah, I, I've she forgave me, John. Well, she's a very yeah, very generous person to be by spirit. Lucky for you. Yeah. 
And that's all in your special. What I just did was pretended I was telling a story for the first time that <laughs> is actually a joke on my special, but delivered a lot more like... Like hey. conversational. It felt like conversational. Yeah, this was me well, like... I helped too. As a host, I kind of made it feel conversational. No, it was good. It was like I was on a real talk show and everything. It was really good. Um, that was that, a joke. They know. They know. They're just very protective of me because they know how uh, fragile and insecure I am. <laughs> uh, everybody give it up for Hari. His special vacation baby is available to stream on YouTube. When we come back, Alan Ruck is here. Oh, my God. We'll be right back. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual cost is closer to $200. That's because they get you with it. You think $19.99, you know? Mm -hmm. Plus the taxes and fees. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you are one of them, like the Stars app just to watch one show or that free gaming trial you never actually used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any you don't want to pay for anymore, you get cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It is that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 per year. I'm one of them. Stop I'm throwing, one of those people. He's one of them. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash love it. That's rocketmoney.com slash love it. Rocketmoney.com slash love it. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Cariuma, the cool, sustainable sneaker company loved by skaters, surfers, and celebs. Cariuma <laughs> is a B Corp. Which of the three are we? Skaters? A little bit of both. It's a B Corp, known for a reforestation and consciously crafted kicks. Every sustainably made sneaker sold plants two trees in the Brazilian rainforest. Sneakers that plant trees. Can you say that about any of your other shoes? No, you can't. <laughs> your other shoes aren't doing squat. Starting April 22nd through April 30th, they're upping their efforts in celebration of Earth Day and planting 10 f***ing trees. <laughs> That's right, 10 trees for every pair sold. If new shoes have been on your Is that mind... 10 trees per shoe or per, per pair? pair? Okay, so not like a... T- Five trees per shoe. Now's the time to get that fresh pair of kicks in time for spring. Unless you want to live in a f***ing hellscape in which there's no rainforest. That'd be bad. And their reforestation program is totally run by Cariuma's own team and is focused on more than just planting trees, but overall reforestation in the Brazilian rainforest. If you're in search of a good-looking, ultra-comfy, conscientiously crafted sneaker to sport this spring season, look no further. With over 33,000 five-star reviews and having just cleared a 77,000-person waitlist, Akalo is all the rave. And for a reason, made with durable organic cotton canvas, these versatile kicks... Come in a selection of colors and prints to fit any personality. Even Ashton Kutcher is a fan. So if you're an Ashton Kutcher type, don't worry. We found you know, a shoe for you. You know who we're talking about. Invest in our planet and plant trees with Snoopy and Friends this Earth Day. They have a limited edition collab with Peanuts. They got Snoopy and Woodstock plant trees. These shoes are the perfect wearable reminder to treat our home with tender loving care on this Earth Day and every goddamn day. Cariuma ships all their sneakers free and fast in the U.S. and offers worldwide shipping and 60-day free returns. They deliver right to your front door using single-box recycled packaging. And for a limited time, Love It or Leave It listeners get an exclusive 15% off your pair of Cariuma sneakers. Go to C-A-R-I-U-M-A dot com slash love it to get 15% off. That's C-A-R-I-U-M-A dot com slash love it for 15% off only for a limited time. 
Hey, it's Lovett, and I'm on my way to your city. And by on my way, I mean I'm still in the shower, but still, about to head out. Love It or Leave It Live on Tour is heading all over the country. We'll be in Charlotte, Asheville, Boston, Madison, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. And if we're not coming to your city this time, I'm sorry, the country is too big. Take it up with the pioneers. To learn more and get tickets, head to crooked.com slash events. And we're back! Much like the filming of Rust, our journey through the archive of back-to-work speeches boldly continues. It took some digging, but we've found the speech that NASA Administrator Mike Griffin delivered internally in 2007 after astronaut Lisa Nowak put on a diaper and drove 900 miles to attack her ex's girlfriend. Here at NASA, we're used to preparing for all contingencies. On this occasion, we were caught with our pants down and our diapers up. And that's hard. But I want to remind all of you that it takes more than one rogue astronaut to tarnish this agency's reputation. We only went three for five on keeping people alive and inside of intact space shuttles. And we made it through. Though I can't say the same for Lisa's car, which I've been told smells like a Coachella porta potty second weekend. Anyway, it's imperative that we all stay focused on the task at hand. To paraphrase President John F. Kennedy, We choose to go to Mars in this decade not because it is easy, but because a murderous diaper woman just made us look like clowns. And please remember, if you are working in yards and feet, convert to meters before launch. This can't keep happening. We here at Love It or Leave It have long believed in schadenfreude. That's a German word that means when the audience won't laugh at the Anne Frank joke you're proud of. It also means deriving pleasure from the pain of others, and that definition happens to be HBO's business plan. Throw eloquent, despicable, rich white people on a screen and put them through the ringer. White Lotus, Big Little Eyes, Silicon Valley, Veep, it's a time-tested idea. Here tonight, we have the nicest monster on succession. Please welcome Alan Ruck. How are you? Thanks for being here. Alan Ruck. I have to ask you something. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Did you know what this show was? My show. No, this show. No, Where I have no idea. Sitting. You don't know what this was. I still don't know. A publicist or someone of that nature said, hey, we think you should do this thing. Yeah. And did they send you a brief or something that says anything about it? I watched a little of you on uh, YouTube. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. And you didn't cancel? No, no, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to find out when they don't know what it is. <laughs> So you star as Connor Roy in Succession, a show people are mad that I spoiled a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, right. oh. How long do you think is the appropriate amount of time to wait before talking publicly about a big moment in a TV show? How long should people have to watch it? The next day. You can talk That's about it. That's it. The next fucking day. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. That's it. If you miss it, you, you mean miss like it. If you, oh, no. Oh, oh, you mean like, like oh, on a oh, podcast. Like, like if you're going to spoil it for other people yeah. who haven't seen it? How long do they oh, get? Oh. No, too bad. The next day. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I kind of think give people 48 hours. What if you had a wedding on Sunday, you know? What, are you supposed to watch it on your phone? They got to lay that out for you. They got to let you know, though. They gotta well, let- I'm, go- I'm going to a wedding, so they got to let you know ahead of time, I think. Tell who ahead of time? <laughs> HBO? No, no, no. The person that's going to the wedding. Oh. The- you know, the, the, oh, no. <laughs> Wait. You, the, Wait. Who's telling who? Wait. <laughs> I'm saying. What? What? <laughs> okay. Su- okay. Succession. Yeah. You're on it. Yeah. And it must have been a blast. Yeah. I've and it airs it. Sunday nights. It does. And some people have things to do Sunday, but they love the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're going to watch it Monday. They just need to avoid the people that have seen it, you know? They just have to... Well, it, that's it, tough when it's a hit. <laughs> too bad. You can't do too everything. Bad. You can't do everything. No. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Connor is the firstborn. Yeah. But he kind of has last child energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think they take him uh, the least seriously when they're all stupid and useless? Uh, different mother. Different mother. That's yeah, all it he's, is. He's like the bastard he's child the... of the king, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did uh, you want me to elaborate? Because no. I don't really have anything. No, that's plenty. That's plenty. <laughs> I can tell you really enjoyed Where that. Where have you filmed that you most felt like you could live forever? Uh, Italy. Italy. Yeah. Siena. That's like a real old city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're all pe- pretty old. Yeah. yeah. They have pizza there? Yeah, I, I had uh, the best uh, pasta carbonara I've ever had in my life. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. They probably know how to make it real good there. I, they, yeah, yeah. They got it down. Yeah. That's cool. I thought that might have been like the kind of thing where it's in America, but it's not over there, you know? Right, right, right. No. Because like, sometimes we do that, you know? You'll say like, oh, I really like chicken tikka masala, and then someone will be like, that's not authentic. I'm like, okay, I don't when know. When I was a kid, they used to put f- the word French in front of everything, like French dry cleaners. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. What's French vanilla? I don't know, but it's good. It's just yellow vanilla. Yeah, it's a little yellow. <laughs> Maybe the eggs. There's eggs. You think it's in eggs? There. Yeah. But Something. it's also a Dunkin' Donuts flavor. There's no eggs in that coffee. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm not sure. <laughs> Which real-life Supreme Court justice do you think Connor Roy would have totally appropriate billionaire-to-justice platonic relationship with? Brett. Brett. <laughs> you, think you think it'd be Brett? You think it'd be Brett? Yeah, like be, this. Like that. Beer buddies. Beer buddies with Brett. Yeah. Yeah, that feels right. BBB. That feels right. Now... You starred as Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I did. Now, there is something of a conspiracy theory that Connor and Cameron are either the same character or tied together in some way, that they're both these sons of rich guys who are scared of their dad. Do you connect them in the performance? Have you thought about how they're connected to each other? No, it's been so long, I've forgotten everything. So Every uh, aspect of yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's cool. I see the movie every now and then, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that was me. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. You've been famous for so long. Kind of, sort of, yeah. What's that like? People are nice to me. I, I have friends. I have. I actually have some friends that are sort of like movie stars, and they get hassled. And watch that's your feet, all, everybody. That's Names are dropping. Huh? Well, what? boom, boom. <laughs> your friends boom, with movie watch stars. Out. That's cool. Yeah, couple of them. Wow. Yeah, but you're real famous. I don't know. Am I? Yeah. Okay. For sure. All right. You get stopped all the time. Everyone's like, "Oh my god." More now. More now. Yeah. More now. More now. And in New York, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like a drug? For a while, you, you got clean, and now it's like, oh, my God, I need more of it. I want to fucking yeah, yeah. taste. I, I, I was clean for so long. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but try to put the cork back in that bottle. You know, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No. And that's it's sad. over, man. It's over? Yeah. That's no, it. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I hope not. What's on that card? <laughs> 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 I want you to know something. If what you're feeling is that I'm bringing a weird energy to this, you're totally right. I'm, I'm very comfortable. Uh, what's your ideal day off? Really? Just in life, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, hanging out with my kids. Oh. In bed with my wife. Hey. Or hanging out with my kids. Yeah. Nice. That, that'll do it. Like mini golf? Haven't done that in a long time. You want to go? Yeah. We could go over to Los Feliz, right? Yeah, sure. It's probably not open now. No, no. It's probably late. I have no idea what time it is. It's like a casino in here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's how we like it. 
That's why the carpet's so weird. And now for a game we're calling Ruck Around and Find Out. Okay. Hey, when you proposed, did you ever think of saying, let's make this ruck me a ruck us? I, I never thought, thought of that. that. I just thought. <laughs> it just came to you right now. Right now, in this moment. What do you think? I think you're a very talented fellow. You can take it. As long as your wife doesn't listen. I need listen. you to write it down for me, because I'm, I'm older make, now, limited attention span. And, let's you know, make I, this ruck me a ruck us. All right. Ah, okay. It's good. Here's how the game works. All right. I'm going to read you an absolutely brutal burn that was either said by a despicable person on Succession, a despicable person from Veep, or a despicable person who was our last and next president. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. All oh. you have to do is say Succession, Veep, or Trump. Are you ready? Yeah. Alan Ruck. Yeah. Where did this insult come from? Heidi Klum, sadly, she's no longer a 10. That's got to be Donald. That was Trump. Still a dick. Still a dick. <laughs> hey, did you see when Heidi Klum dressed up as a bug? No, was it great? It's insane. <laughs> she really brings it on Halloween. Did this come from 48-time Emmy nominee Succession or 59-time Emmy nominee Veep or 22-time sexual assault accusee Donald Trump? <laughs> You're not even a man. You're like an early draft of a man where they just sketched out a giant mangled skeleton, but they didn't have time to add details like pigment or self-respect. You're Frankenstein's monster if the monster was made entirely of dead dicks. <laughs> It's a sick burn. I'm going to say Veep. You got it. Okay. Uh, next quote. I think what he meant to say is that he wished mom gave birth to a can opener because at least then it would be useful. That's my show. Yeah. That is your show. That was Roman to Connor. Yeah. So mean. Yeah. Mean yeah. sibs. My baby brother. Uh, they call him meth head Santa because he so <laughs> rarely delivers. Veep, succession, or Trump? Succession. Yes. Okay. It was Hugo about Senator Gil Evis. Uh, you look like the world's least fucked geisha. That, it sounds like it should be succession, but I don't know. Succession. It was Veep. You, should, you, uh, you knew, you knew, you knew, you knew. I, yeah. felt you, I felt that you knew. I was doing so well. All right, next insult. I look at your face, and no offense, but I see dead babies. Oh, that's, that's uh, again, that was uh, Roman. No, you said this. I look at you and I see Weimar. I see hyperinflation. Yeah, I mean, I look me. at your face and no offense, but I see dead babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's very interesting. Yeah. I like that the Connor character has these libertarian politics. That guy Harlan Crow, the Koch brothers, these sons of billionaires, yeah. they do develop this complex about like, we got to do it all ourselves, even though they never did it themselves. Never did a damn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Can I ask you a question? Sure. I guess I, I, of course I can. You're stuck yeah. here till I say it's over, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, that's right. Uh, one thing that's amazing about Succession, broadly, and your performance in it, is in a lot of ways it's a comedy without reaction shots and without doing what comedies do, which is show you the joke, as in the character knows they are saying something. Like, right. Connor never lets down the guard and says, I'm full of shit. Because that's not what people do. They perform no. for each other and hold that that fakeness. I think that's the tone of the show. I think we all do that. We don't wink at the audience. Yeah. We, you know. But you know, we play to the smart guy. Connor is not a joke to Connor. Oh no, no, it's his life. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not a joke to me. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go, don't. You're I didn't. I really wouldn't. <laughs> I teed, my life I is teed a, you up so, so well. My life is a joke to me. But that's something I'm working no, on. No, that's something I'm working on. All you right, can't okay. fix that here. All right. 
And this sounds like something I'd say to the producers of this show. You have two settings, no decision and bad decision. I wouldn't let you run a bath without having the Coast Guard and the fire department standing by. You are the worst thing to happen to America since food in buckets and maybe slavery. That must be Veep. That's Veep. Yeah. It was Amy to Selena. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, you look like a dildo dipped in beard trimmings. <laughs> um, you know, it's, there are a lot of the same writers, you know. Veep. Succession. No, God. Succession. It was Roman to Stewie. And finally, this is an insult because it sounds like a good time. What's it like being married to a man with two assholes? <laughs> that's my show. That's, that's success. <laughs> that is. That was Hugo to Shiv. Yeah. Uh, Alan Ruck, this has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. being such a good sport. You'll be back for hot takes. Hey, and catch succession every Sunday. I'm trying to help. Yeah. Yeah, we're going yeah, to get this thing off the ground. Okay. Alan Ruck, everybody. He'll be back. Thank you so much. That was good. That was good. That was good. And we're back. There's a saying in show business for when things go wrong. Get me Gwyneth Paltrow's ski lawyer. (laughs) But there's an older one. The show must go on. No one knew that better than the director of Broadway's Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, who delivered this rousing speech to the casting crew in 2011. I'll make this quick. You've all heard this spiel before. It seems that once again, one of our talented performers has plummeted from a great height onto the hard, hard stage. (laughs) On this occasion, the performer in question fractured both wrists and completely borked the end of act one. I think I speak for the whole company when I say enough. We are professionals. None of you should have an unattached safety harness that sends you plunging into the orchestra pitch. But when it does, you work that in to your performance. How would the character of Doc Ock react to a concussion and a shattered femur? Would he lie there screaming until the house lights came up? No, he would sing and by God, he would find a way to dance. Now let's reset these stunt doubles on their old frayed ropes, make sure the Klieg lights are secured with their rubber bands, give everyone their pre-show half an addy and take it from the top. This is Broadway, goddammit, and people come here to see Spider-Man. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Burrow. So you'll be relieved to hear this. Burrow is bringing their expertise in the living room outdoors with their new outdoor collection. They got this great outdoor dining set. They got these sectionals you're going to really like. It's about damn time Burrow went outside. That's where I do some of my best sitting. Durable, strong, chip-resistant, galvanized steel. It's comfortable and stylish. Their modern, sleek look and quick-drying plush foam cushions. Bring the comfort and style of indoors outside. It's customizable. There are 19 different configurations and purchase individual pieces or bundles to fit your needs. It's easy to assemble and store. You can remove the cushions. You can put it away when you need to. And there's free shipping. As always, get free shipping, which can save you up to $100 on large items like outdoor furniture. Love it or leave it listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash love it. That's B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash love it for 15% off burrow.com slash love it. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Helix. Everyone is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. How will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and you can find the perfect mattress in under two minutes and your personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of charge. Helix has models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to Mm. cradle your body. 
for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions, plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some TLC, they got you. I took the Helix Sleep Quiz and I was matched with a Don Lux because I wanted something that felt firm and I sleep on my stomach and my side. Does your mattress cradle you now? Oh, you bet. I feel very much cradled by my mattress. Plus, Helix mattresses are American-made and come with a 10 to 15-year warranty depending on the model. Don't want to take our word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash love it. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, it's Lovett, and I'm on my way to your city. And by on my way, I mean I'm still in the shower, but still, about to head out. Love It or Leave It Live on Tour is heading all over the country. We'll be in Charlotte, Asheville, Boston, Madison, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. And if we're not coming to your city this time, I'm sorry, the country is too big. Take it up with the pioneers. To learn more and get tickets, head to crooked.com slash events. And we're back. <laughs> Reality TV. We're all watching it. But are we? I'm not. And as a result, I'm boxed out of a lot of conversations. Sure, I could pretend to have an opinion about Tom Sandoval cheating on Ariana with Raquel, but it would be difficult because this is the first I'm hearing of it on this card that someone else wrote. I don't even know if these are real people. I would read whatever it said here. Diane Feinstein for president. Anyway, here to give me a crash course. In reality TV, so that I'm not stuck reading books when the WGA goes on strike, please welcome back to the show Pat Regan and Marcy Jaro. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. You see Alan Ruck? I did. Yeah. And I just want to say that just because we're not on succession doesn't mean we're not electric performers. So I would hope you give us the same respect that you gave him. I don't need to say that. Everyone knows it immediately. Thank you for clearing the air. No problem. Just some housekeeping up top. <laughs> I'm realizing that's a great way to open a date. Yeah. I've never thought of saying that before we start. Just some housekeeping. Yeah. I, I start every date by saying, elephant in the room, I'm not on succession. <laughs> Respect me. But it's, you could actually just lay out your baggage. You know? Totally. Here are the things I'm going to slowly meet out over the next two hours if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you agree? Two hours is a long first I, well, date. Well, it's good. You know, I'm saying if you're lucky. Yeah. How do you both feel about the state of reality right now? Not reality TV, the world. Oh, my God. Mm. Kind of above our pay grade, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it's a mid. Yeah. yeah I'm not really that into it right now. Yeah, I'm going to give it a strong mid. It's like we didn't bounce back right, and then it's just sort of like muddling around and being like, I guess things are going to be bad. Yeah. yeah. We're like a spider, but someone ripped one of our legs off. Yeah. Oh. Are there any? Think about it. Multiple legs. I think it's multiple legs. Um, are there any fictional places like Salt Lake City or Beverly Hills that you wish were real? <laughs> I mean, now that you mention it, like Beverly Hills seems really nice, but anytime I've gone in that area, it doesn't seem nice at all. No parking. People don't talk about it enough. They don't talk about it enough. There is no parking. No. No parking. Um, I will take this opportunity to address that I don't have a car. And so I can't speak you to said that. Some new material. I've heard about this for forty-five minutes backstage. Yeah, been, <laughs> yeah. I disclosed to my castmates that I don't have a car. It's a real big anxiety <laughs> for him. Honestly, I'm gonna get one one day. Um, a place that I wish was real, like Darren Stars, New York. 
Yes. Kind of like in just like that. Oh. Kind of the New York of and just like that. Yeah. What if that was real? That would be cool. Or what about the LA of the movie Volcano? <laughs> <laughs> Where everything is 10 minutes away. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Hey, did you also learn about the geography of LA from the movie Volcano? No, not at oh. all. I learned about it from La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned about it from Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> um, well, that's a good transition to Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> We've established that I am not a reality TV person. I'm barely a person at all. Uh, But I do need an escape from this wretched world, and I don't know where to begin, so I'm going to need you to take me to school in a segment we're calling Reality TV 101. Hey. (laughs) Hey, question. What reality TV personality do you think you're most like? Oh, Kate Chastain from Below Deck. Oh, wow. When I saw her on Traders just throwing other people's money away, I was like, that's me. Bad attitude. Yep. Nice. <laughs> and then for me, I would say like Vanessa Lachey because I think I'm a scientist, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Very biased as well. Right? <laughs> and, and I'm extremely biased. <laughs> Very biased. I was obsessed with the Gwyneth Paltrow trial. Going off that one piece of hard information plus anything else you think you know about me, what reality TV show should I be watching? Oh, gosh. I could have a doc for you. A, a documentary? That is yeah. not the question. I know. Okay, okay. Let me... Um... <laughs> okay, I'll see myself out. Um, <laughs> would you say that to Sarah Schnuck is my question. <laughs> I'm being mistreated for not being on Succession, and it's not cool. Yeah. Tell us the doc. Um, no, I just think that the Gwyneth Paltrow trial reminds me kind of of the staircase. Mm. And oh, because yes. I personally believe um, the owl theory. I believe owl theory read Gwyneth's ski accident. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it was an owl. You think an owl took them both out? I think an owl took And then they pointed them. fingers. And then and they were like, who did it? And yes. It was the owl. <laughs> it was clearly an owl. It was clearly an owl. Oh, there were talons? Feathers. Absolutely talon yeah. marks. That's what it was. And that's how you bleed so much, just from a little scratch from a bird. <laughs> Now you're back to the staircase. Yeah, oh, is that where we at? No, well, we were. We, yes. we, I was. I thought you were talking about uh, Dr. Terry Sanderson's rib injuries, but I guess we were on the staircase. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think actually, <laughs> if you like the Gwyneth Ski trial, I think you could go for Salt Lake City. Mm. You all get the legal drama. You all get the kind of there are no heroes here situation. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's there's a lot of stuff. The federal judges and stuff involved. Federal judges. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, even though I already said Below Deck, I'm going to say Below Deck Sailing Yacht. We're only on season four right now, so you can start at the beginning. You're uh, really going to like Daisy. She's one of the best stews. You get to see the world. Uh, and then there's just Gary. Everyone wants to make out with Gary, and they do make out with Gary. And you get to watch them have sex in their bunks sometimes. And that's only like two and a half feet of space you have to work with. So like it's kind of amazing, and they have night vision cameras, so you really see it all. I have to get back into Below Deck, because I haven't seen it since that season where there was, there was a woman called Rocky. Oh, and yeah. She, she is wild. She had a passion for musical theater. Who doesn't? And She had sex with the bosun in the laundry room. And she... Um, and he denied it, but then eventually did admit to it. Yeah. And there was a lot of controversy that season because it came out that the um, chef had not worked on yachts. As he insinuated, he actually had worked on cruises, which is completely different. different. That is different. And so, that is different. And so everyone hated him and was mean to him, and and Rocky emerged from the um, ironing room and said, if you're mean to him, I'm leaving. And then she dove off of the boat she in her did. underwear and swam away. And then she swam back and was like, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever see Whale Wars? No. no. Oh, man. I loved Whale Wars. Do it's they like, scream there's at There's no each other? sex. Oh. There's just Japanese whaling. Oh. And it's so about it's- stopping them from getting the whales. But it's sad because they're not very good at it. Yeah. So... 
so it's man versus whale or man versus man or whale versus whale? It's man versus man versus whale. Okay. Wow. Um, and I firmly believe, given the timeline, what happened was James Cameron, fresh off his post-Avatar vacay, thought he would relax. He turned on the TV. He saw... 10 minutes of whale wars and said, I know what the next 20 years of my life are about. <laughs> it's about space whales and saving them. And that's what he did. Wow. Because if you've seen the most recent Avatar, and we all did, and we all did, and we, yeah, and we, we all, all saw the, did. Yeah, and we all saw the other recent ones too, right? <laughs> I've seen all the Avatars. I've seen every single Avatar. The prequel, I the sequel, the reboot. I love all each. I can't pick my blue favorite. Blue people, blue people, blue people. There's too many to choose. <laughs> hey, question. What's the latest with uh, Scandaval? Oh, oh, I'm glad you asked. Glad, we're glad you asked. <laughs> and we have a whiteboard here if it's useful. Scandaval is so interesting because it's affecting the whole culture in this way. We're like, people who don't necessarily have what would be traditionally considered a personality. Um, <laughs> now I think they can just say Scandaval and like create connection with you. Yeah. And, and it works. Uh, of course. And that's all I need. Yeah. I only need an opening for me to talk. <laughs> yeah. And so. So it's sports. This is sports. It is. You're talking about sports. It's like, but it's also like small town gossip and the small town is like West Hollywood slash <laughs> now the Valley. They moved up there to the Valley. And so the latest thing though for, I'm sure everyone knows at least that like there was a cheating scandal where. Tom Sandoval cheated on his longtime girlfriend, Ariana, with her best friend, Raquel, who's a dummy. But he sucks, too. The latest thing is he called TMZ on himself this week to say, oh, oh guys, I don't want to answer any questions. Raquel's in a mental institution right now. She doesn't even have her phone with her. And it was like, what? You? He's like, I don't want to say this at all. It's like, then don't say it. Oh my if God. someone's in a mental institution, don't just happen to say it on a street corner while you're unloading shit for your bar. Imagine you're like literally have a psychotic break. You go to get help and you're they're like, this is your roommate. It's Raquel in a brimmed hat. <laughs> <laughs> she always wears brimmed hats. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> You know, when you move to LA, you quickly learn that it's like one of the easiest to spot red flags is the hat. You just, yes. it's, you know what I mean? And when you first moved to LA, you think, oh, do I need a hat? And then you realize, no. no. Yes. And when you first move to LA, you often don't have a car yet. <laughs> I've always there said, and I've always go. said that. Um, <laughs> question These people. Yes. The best, worst Sa people. Scan Sandoval. Uh huh. Raquel. Uh huh. Ariana. Ariana. When the cameras are off, what are their work emails about? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, what do they do for money? Tom Sandoval doesn't make money with a band, but he does pay people to be in a band with him. Yeah. His band is in the red as of current. Yes, but... they're not doing great. Tom Sandoval and the most extras is the name of the band. Wow. He actually did have a business, but he would have to leave work opening up a bar that was really behind schedule so that he could go pay his band to practice with him to do covers. It's a cover band? He can't be writing his own yeah. music. It's funny. I, now that you say that, I would be surprised to know that any of the current Vanderpump cast like, has a Gmail account. I don't know if... I, I think it's mostly DMs and text messages. Yeah, I think right? they communicate yeah. through DMs. I don't know that email has gotten to them yet. No, no. They missed it. <laughs> they just missed it. <laughs> Which one of us do you think is Sexy Unique Restaurant? Which is Pump? And who do you think is Tom Tom or Schwartz and Sandy's? Okay, okay. I know so, this. Okay, wow. <laughs> Everyone be careful because just because someone's gay doesn't mean they're pumped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Wow, are you uh, psychic now? <laughs> uh, 
I'm pump, obviously. I knew that. Yeah, he, you're definitely pump. Uh, you're gonna be sir. Hey. And I'm shorts and sandies because I'm east side till I die. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that shorts and sandies was east side until in this most recent episode when James Kennedy threw a beer in Tom's face and he said something like, "Your stupid restaurant and shitty little stupid fucking Silver Lake town or whatever." Yeah, the butthole of Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's Wait. in Franklin Village, guys. It's very different than Silver Lake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned my geography from Vanderpump Better Rules. Up, yeah, so I, yeah. Do you know and, about and Sir? You have the dirtiest bathrooms in West Hollywood, if you can believe it. What the fuck? I almost would call you, John, Villa Blanca. <laughs> I think you are Villa Blanca. Is that a compliment? It's very, it's yeah, very it's high. Ups, yeah. It's upscale. What, what Lisa Vanderpump always says about her first three restaurants, Villa Blanca, Sir, and Pump, is that Villa Blanca is where you take your wife, Sir is where you take your mistress, and Pump is where you take your boyfriend. <laughs> so, so I take my wife there. <laughs> And that's the compliment. It's a no. fancy place for straight married men, and that's what you think of. You don't We're moving your... on. People take their wife to you. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, Pat, it feels like at some point during COVID, every gay person decided to watch all of Survivor. Yeah, it's upsetting to me. It is. Well, I've just watched it in real time since 2000, like oh. a normal person. So, oh, so it used to be that little show that only you knew about? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a show that was huge, came on after the Super Bowl. Everyone left. Everyone left. Everyone left. Some of us stayed, and then everyone came back. So I, I welcomed them. I left and came back, because I watched... You didn't sound welcoming. I watched <laughs> the first season, and now I'm catching up. So you watched just the first season? I watched the first, the second, and the first half of season three in real time. Okay. And then I abandoned wow, for what? 15 years. <laughs> yeah, I just got three. busy. <laughs> totally. I was a veil. <laughs> uh... Why do you think it's coming back so hard? What happened? I would hate to say that it's because of me. I'm just one person, but um, I don't know. It's very interesting. I think like a few gay people started watching it. Here's the problem. There's some of us who were like 20 and closeted and Parvati saved our lives when she was on TV. And there are some people who didn't know about Parvati until like last year. And now they're like meeting up with Parvati. I know who you mean. I- <laughs> you do. Yeah, I do. But I love them. Why are all the doctor, housewives, anesthesiologists? Oh, that's a great question. What is it about that field? It's a very difficult job, right? They only figured out what they were doing in 2020. They didn't know how anesthesia worked until then. Did know, you know that? Doesn't it seem like you turn a knob till they're asleep yeah. and then turn it off? Yeah, it's really easy to turn that knob too far, though. <laughs> yeah, that's fa- yeah. famously. And then sometimes not enough. And then you have that thing where you're awake during the surgery. Yeah. I think it's because they don't get dirty so they can have nails. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> Let's roll the clip. My hand in yours. Tumblers. It keeps things hot and cold. and Hot and cold. Amazing. We have the my hand in yours license plate holder. Wow. We have a wind chime. Jamie, let me just say, that is the chicest wind chime I have ever. Thank you, darling. This dog leash. Stop it right now. A lavender, um... Candle. It's very chic. These are the hats. So chic. Little snugglies. Really very chic. That was us to Alan backstage. (laughs) Oh my God. The popcorn, the way you eat it, amazing. (laughs) Just so starstruck Um, by someone. (laughs) So, first question Is reality TV just the human equivalent of a ball of yarn for cats? Is that what it is for you? Something that we can put in front of you to entertain you while we're at work? (laughs) 
Um, wow. <laughs> is that too much? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're at work. We, we I get paid to watch reality TV, sir. Yeah. It's work. And, <laughs> I, and I do it for free, and that's harder. But wait, what was Jamie Lee... <laughs> what was Jamie Lee Curtis doing there? She, uh, Kyle was in Halloween with her. So they Who's were, Kyle? Kyle, Kyle Richardson. Richards. Uh, Richards? Richards. Oh, me. And oh, my God. A, who is Kyle? That was the brunette sitting next to her. She's she, Paris Sultan's aunt. Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> but she, as a child, was in Halloween and then was in the... Jamie Lee Curtis. No. Yes. Oh, Kyle, yeah. Kyle, Kyle was, was in Halloween. Yeah, so she's known Jamie Lee Curtis since she was a little kid, but they've been in the past two Halloweens together as well. Huh. Huh. Um, I know, right? Hollywood. And Paris Hilton is the aunt. Here's the nephew. The, the niece. niece. <laughs> uh, is the blonde woman really learning about thermoses for the first time? <laughs> There's a real possibility. Because she's really baffled. Wait a second. Keeps hot things hot, cold things cold. What are you, some kind of a fucking witch? <laughs> I, I guess you have to imagine when people are that rich, they just buy one thing to keep something hot, and then they buy something to keep something cold. So they didn't know you could do a two for one. Yeah. She's not buying bargain bin stuff like that. No. With the re, I always get the impression that she's just so pleased to have thought of something, anything to yes. say. She says chic several times. Yeah, yes. it's a and word. And I don't think she, she knows what that means. But no, I don't think she knows what it means. But I think she's also like she knows it's a word. I think she thinks it means sleek. Oh. Do you think she thinks chic means sleek? It could. Like she's like that looks slippery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she thought it was a very slippery wind chime. Uh, Marcy. Yes. Uh, please talk about the history of LGBTQ people on 90 Day Fiance franchises, a history I'm choosing to assume exists because yes. love is love. Because right now we have the first trans relationship. Uh, Gabe is a trans man and he is engaged to a woman, uh, Isabel, and had to recently come out to her family because he before he asked for her hand in marriage. And it's really amazing. And he's like... I li there's been some controversy uh, about like how intrusive people have been about asking questions on the show, whether it's like uh, friends, doctors, family members. But it seems like he's really like educating people about huh. his journey becoming a man. It's amazing. Yeah. Interesting. There's some other gay people, too. But Gabe's <laughs> on my mind right now because Gabe's amazing. Yeah. Are there LGBTQ housewives, Pat? Uh, yeah. In the new New York, there's a lesbian, I believe. That doesn't. It's not real yet. That's not real yet. The show isn't real yet, or she hasn't kissed a girl she hasn't yet. Kissed a girl yet. <laughs> <laughs> the show's not real yet. Um, there's a lot of bi. There, yeah, there's a lot of bi happening. There's a woman in OC who like became sober and, and a lesbian. In early OC, do you remember there was that lesbian that party where Tamara put on a hat with an eye on it, and it was she said it was the evil the eye, evil and then eye. she looked at someone, and someone was like, "Are you looking at me with the evil eye hat?" And she was like, "Yeah." Um, at that party, there was a woman who was a lesbian. Um, <laughs> oh, and then of course, um, uh, Miami. Of course. Yeah, there's um, that tennis player. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, sounds like you're just making no, up something. No, Maria, I just, I don't know tennis wait, people. Martina. Wait, I'm sorry. Her, Martina no. Navratilova? Her, her, her wife. Her, her wife. wife. You're telling me tennis legend, yes. Martina Navratilova. Yes. Her wife, Marina Martino, yeah, whatever, is yeah. on Real yes. Housewives of Miami. Juliana, yeah, yeah, and she appears quite a bit. Is Martina Navratilova on yes. Real Housewives? Yeah, yeah, and their drama is that like Martina, too many chickens and goats. They, they're farmers, but like they're not connecting right now in their marriage, and so <laughs> basically Martina wants to have dinners. But basically, what happened is the daughters have moved away because they're adults, and so her wife, for some reason, feels that like 
it's sad to go to dinner and come home and no one's there. So because the daughters are gone, she's not willing to go to dinners anymore. And they might have another baby. Yeah, they might have another baby. But oh. it's, they're having trouble. Well, I think that's famously when you're having trouble in your relationship. Yeah. Had a baby. Yeah, that. a bad relationship is an amazing springboard for a child. Also, like, they're trying to adopt a child in Florida in this moment. Complicated, right? Wow. But they need to go to dinners. Yes, they, they really need to, those they need to come home to that baby. They got to go to dinner. <laughs> See, it's real life, though. Yeah. It seems like it is. Is that a ball it's, of yarn, John? Is that a ball of yarn? <laughs> That's a good place to leave it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pat and Marcy. Go listen to Pat's podcast, Seek Treatment, where he doesn't get paid to watch reality TV. Not, not a penny. And Marcy's 90 Day Bay and Elle is for Losers, where she does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and everybody watch Hacks. If you, if you want. If you want. If you want. If you want. <laughs> if you want. So just this is, this is a show where we plug shows that need help, like Hacks and Succession. <laughs> Try to give them a little love it or leave it bump, you know? <laughs> When we come back, got some hot takes. And we're back. Before we get to hot takes, Crooked's newest pod, Pod Save the UK, is launching May 4th. And if you're interested in politics, you're going to love this show. It's in a special bonus episode. Uh, me, John, and Tommy sat down with the hosts Nish Kumar and Coco Khan to tackle really important questions like... What the phrase chat shit get bang means, how to turn political outrage into action, and what really happened to the Queen's corgis. Were they put down? No, 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 but if you listen faintly, you could hear them scratching at the lid of her coffin. Oh, God. (laughs) Here's a sneak peek. I do not understand how you tolerate those people having all those rooms in Buckingham Palace. Get them out and turn it into apartments. (laughs) It's enough. Yeah, but, but the problem is, if we got them out and removed them from apartments, because of the location in central London, we'd be trading our royal family for the Saudi royal family. <laughs> <laughs> we had such a good time recording the episode. Uh, Nish and Coco are awesome. Everyone is going to love Pod Save the UK, whether you're in the UK or elsewhere. For more of this crossover episode, watch now on the Pod Save the World YouTube or listen and subscribe to Pod Save the UK wherever you get your podcast. Everybody subscribe. All right. Now it's time for a segment we call Hot Takes. Let's welcome Alan and Hari back to the stage to join Marcy and Pat. All right, now for a segment we call Hot Takes. Here's how it works. We'll each have 30 seconds to defend an absolutely horrible opinion as if it were actually our own. Did anyone tell you about this segment, Alan? Yeah, I'd heard about it. (laughs) We each get one skip, but beware, what you skip may be worse. As my elementary school gym teacher used to say, stop skipping. Now, the thing about Hot Takes is I truly haven't seen any of them. Not mine, not yours. We really, it really is, uh, uh, we do it legit. All right, let's see the first hot take. I thought about it. I'm happy RBG didn't retire. I think respecting the wishes of any given individual is more important than the impact of those wishes on others. Yes. Look, obviously I called on um, Senator Dianne Feinstein uh, to retire because I think California should have two senators and, uh, <laughs> but I have come to understand that that is sexist. Um, I, if we had an absent senator who happened to be an 89 year old man who couldn't return and was holding up important judges who could protect choice, I would love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's wow. see. Yeah, that's my opinion. 
wow, sorry I had to hear about this way. Let's see what's next. Moms have it tough, but being a dad is harder. <sighs> My partner's going to hear this. All right. Um, yeah, let's do it. Okay. You, you don't know what the, the pressures of being a dad when, when you can't provide milk. And they're just looking at you like you're the one without the milk. As if my nipples have no value at all. That's a devastating feeling as if I'm somehow, oh God. And also the weight you put on from childbirth, from the sympathy, the sympathy weight. Nobody ever talks about that. So it's harder because nobody thinks about, about yeah. us. No, it sounds Nobody terrible. ever thinks about the men. Yeah, no one thinks about men. <laughs> really good point, Hari. Thank you. Let's see what's next. Of all the things I am, son, writer, friend, comedian, runner, lover, I am most proud to be a podcaster. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. Um, podcasting is so important. And when you get to meet a new person and they say, do you have a podcast? And you get to say yes. That's... <laughs> That's an amazing feeling. And yeah, I, you know, I work so hard on so many things, but the thing I work the hardest at is, of course, talking about what sandwich I ate yesterday into the ether um, on a podcast. I think what I do is absolute art, and I think that it will be taught in history books one day. Thank you, Bat. All right. Up next. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I legitimately think Conroy would be among the better U.S. presidents. Let's look at the record. Let's go back to 2016, when a large orange man, well, it was actually 2015 when he came down the escalator and he, he made his announcement. I think that Conroy would hands down beat Donald Trump in arm wrestling or... Indian wrestling is probably politically incorrect, but I don't care. Or garbage can lid tossing. And this is why I think he'd be an excellent president. It's a really important point. Thank you for sharing that. Omar's. I find being single and dating at age 40 to be a delight. Don't you agree? Love it. <laughs> you know what? I do actually find it to be a delight. Uh, the alternatives that I could be in in a very unhappy marriage uh, with any man I've ever met before this moment in time <laughs> would be so much worse. Literally never met a man that I think would make me happy. Happier than dating men in their early 30s who are trying really hard to make themselves seem important to me. I, no alternative is better. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. Thank you for sharing that. All right, let's see what's next. I try to be cool about it, but it really hurts my feelings if somebody doesn't know who I am or if they think I'm John Lovitz or Lyle Lovett. I'm smarter, funnier, more talented than they are, and people should know who I am. No, let's do, let's do the next one. I can't defend that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I don't agree with everything Tucker's ever said, just the race stuff. Here's why I should be more famous than John Lovitz. <laughs> I try to be cool about it, but I really, it really hurts my feelings if somebody doesn't know who I am or if they think I'm John Lovitz or Lyle Lovett. I'm smarter, funnier, and more talented than they are, and people should know who I am. All right, let's see what's next. 
I hope my baby pursues comedy. Oh, God, you have no idea how I want to be the second most famous comedian whose last name is Kundabolu. I have had this pressure of being the most famous Kundabolu and finally for someone else to take. And I want my child to, you know, stay in Hampton Inns throughout their 20s. And, and that is seen as success because it's a Hilton property. And I want my child to miss birthdays and weddings and not get into any serious relationships until he's at his prime in his late 30s. And... Or can I, do you want me to keep going? No, you got it. No, because I want him to hear this and know: do not do stand-up comedy. Do not. It is. It is a scam. It is not something any of us should be pursuing. It is against God's will. Thank you, Hari. All right, what's next? I'm happy about don't say gay. Maybe if fewer people had said gay around me, I wouldn't have to be gay. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. All I ever hear these days is gay, gay, gay. I'm so sick and tired of it. I think that maybe um, I would perhaps be working in finance with a snatched wife with gorgeous hair had people not said gay towards me when I was 12 years old. Um, I'm instead living in a hellscape where I'm a gay podcaster. And this could have been avoided had no one thought to say gay to me. And so I'm really upset about that. Thank you, Pat. All right, who's up next? (laughs) I don't think television needs writers. Real actors can come up with stuff on their own. Alan. (laughs) All right, now let's see what happens next week when this whole town goes on strike. People like me are going to be strutting their stuff in and out of executives' offices, uh, showing where the true talent lies with egomaniacal, <laughs> look at me kind of people with whom I've spent most of my life. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Let's see what's next. Oh, okay. I can't wait to spend money on whatever epic girl-boss collab that Elizabeth Holmes and Jen Shaw come up with during their stint at Camp Brian. I honestly can't. Do you know what happens when you put the moxie (laughs) of those two women together in prison where they have time to really think and not focus so much on how they're trying to keep up their lies? When you give these women a chance... And put their genius, because you can't be that evil and not be genius for so long. You don't know what kind of amazing thing they're going to come up with. And I think prison is great for women. (laughs) Marcy, that was amazing. Thank you. We have one more. (laughs) I don't agree with everything Don Lemon has ever said. Just the stuff about women. All right. When we come back, we'll end on a high note. (laughs) Not going to do it. That's Hot Takes, everybody. And we're back. Because we all need it this week, here it is, the high note. 
Hey, love it. My name is Brian, and my high note is uh, a long time ago, my brother turned me on to your podcast. It's fucking hysterical. And I have ADHD, and I also smoke a lot of weed. And the high note was on the podcast this week. She said ADHD and losing your wallet and getting high. And the last night, well, whatever, 420, I got high and lost my wallet and then asked to borrow money because I couldn't find my phone on my phone. So that was my high moment. I don't know. I'm high. Uh, hi, John. Uh, my name is Henry. I'm calling from Humboldt County, California. And uh, this week's high note for me is I finally uh, advocated for myself at work and asked for an alternate work schedule that works with my disability, and it was granted. <laughs> now when I go to work, I'm not exhausted, and I'm not broken, <laughs> and I have the energy to make it through my full work week, and I love my job, and now I get to actually be good at my job. So thanks. Thanks for all that, that you do. Thank you. I love it. This is Lindsay from Toronto, Canada. Well, I've been saving this one for a long time. Uh, I am leaving Canada after living on Vancouver Island for uh, most of my life, uh, moving to Toronto for five years, and now I'm moving to Alabama. And the reason I'm moving to Alabama is because I'm going to do a PhD, and I'm going to do a PhD in football. And just ask Tommy and John about that, but the stuff that you will like is I will be doing it through the lens of critical cultural theory, which is all this stuff that Pudding Hands wants to ban. So that's race, gender, sex, and sexuality, civil rights, social justice at the intersection of the NFL. Let me know what I can do down there. I'm Canadian, but God dang it, I'll canvas my ass off. Um, so, uh, protest. Yep. As long as I don't get arrested because I do want to complete the PhD, but yeah, I'll be there for you. Whatever you guys need, let me know. Okay. Have a good night. Love you. Hi, John. My name is Kate and I'm a volunteer with Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. And my high note today is that, um, Governor Inslee here in Washington State, um, signed into law three amazing, um, gun violence and gun safety bills in the law. Um, the first to prohibit sale and manufacture of assault weapons, the second to increase gun industry accountability, and the third to require waiting periods and safety training for all firearm purchases. And we also worked on promoting secure storage practices. Um, and this took years of hard work by a gun sense coalition of volunteers, organizations, gun sense legislators. Um, I couldn't be more grateful and hope that this sends a ripple of hope to all my fellow listeners. So thank you for all that you do. Bye. Thanks to everyone who sent in a high note tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that gave you hope, call us at 323-538-2377. That is our show. Thank you so much to Hari Kondabolu, Marcy Jaro, Pat Regan, and Alan Ruck. There are 556 days until the 2024 elections. Thank you for coming out and have a great weekend. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Keeper is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Pulavi Gunalan, Peter Miller, Rebecca Kaplan, Alan Pierre, and Chandler Dean are our writers. Bill Lance is our editor. And Kyle Seglin and Stephen Colon are our audio engineer. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Caroline Haywood, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast 
podcast, and to our digital producers, Zuri Irvin, Milo Kim, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at love it or leave it podcast. Who do we have to kill to get that name? Subscribe to love it or leave it on YouTube for access to video versions of your favorite segments and other exclusive content. Don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on IG and Twitter. And if you are as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review.